Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm your host Ali and joining me tonight we just have the magical duo of Simon and Dave. How are we gentlemen? Uh, not so bad. I am probably twice as good as Sally. <laughs> I think, uh, at least. At least. Yeah, I think the most turgid of moods might be um, twice as happy as Sally at the moment. This might be a long podcast. <laughs> um, Simon, at least we've got a while before we come to <laughs> so we can we can discuss some other ones before. Um, let's get straight into it. Let's go on to the, the Friday night game where we had Brentford to Brighton nil. Um, almost a short result, um, but a massive win for for Brentford. And just I I, I can't remember results. I just feel we're on a nice little nice little form up at ninth in the league. So done well, Dave. Yeah, well, they needed a big result after last week when they got turned over at St James's. Um, and they were just, I wouldn't say added to in the first whistle, but they were noticeably more up for it than they have been in recent weeks. Um, they've been on a little bit of a slump, obviously. I remember getting turned over by Arsenal quite easily, and uh, obviously I saved the game last week, so they needed a result. Um, Brightner kind of doing what we might we feel they might have done once part of left where they're not quite as good but very similar um, which to be fair is kind of what happened under Potter at the time anyway they'd start the season well they'd have a bit of a dip in form and then they'd come back a bit and you know they were never going to finish in the top six I don't think um, and I don't think it's going to get an awful lot better than what it currently is for them um, same old problems though really um, no goal scorer um, if Trossard doesn't perform then doesn't seem like they particularly do uh, and Ivan Tony was the difference if he'd played for Brighton it would have been a different score but he doesn't so tough yeah I mean Ivan Tony is the, the pinnacle of what we spoke about for about three years now about Brighton just just get a good thing. please just do it um, I mean our thoughts on the game um, but just in general, do you think with the Potter era being over, can, can you see Brighton maintaining their, you know, their regular top ten that they've had for the last two years, um, or do you think it'll start being a, a slow decline now? Uh, I, th- I think they'll be all right. I mean, uh, they've got players where they're, they're very peaks and troughs. You know, if, if they if they play well, you know, happy days. If they don't, then. It's not an awful lot of sort of 
bottom grafter in the team anymore. There's a lot of fancy kind of number 10 types who play everywhere. And um, it's weird because obviously this manager who's come in is, is, is like Potter, but without any sort of defensive uh, initiative. Like he just likes to attack. Um, <laughs> and you know, fair play if it comes off, but. When you don't really have a striker, I'm not really sure that's going to it's going to work out that well. I think they said Welbeck hasn't scored yet this season, God. which which is re- remarkable, really. Uh, if I heard that right, it? doesn't sound right, does it? But then again, all of a sudden it does. <laughs> um, so obviously, you know, they've got a lot of good technical players, but um, games like this where I say Brentford were physical and up for it and you know win, win the penalty from a long throw that kind of thing it's 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 not Brighton's strong suit anymore um, had it been the Chris Hutton era you know Duffy and Dunk would have been heading those balls away but uh, that's not really what they do anymore it's all about playing out from the back and inverted full backs and wing backs and you know whatever Pascal Gross is no one's really sure he's just <laughs> exceptional for like four weeks in a row and then goes missing for the rest of the season and everyone's very confused by it all. I enjoyed his press conference today the way he asked for his team news tomorrow and he said, Adam Lalana will start. Like, well, that's good news, isn't it? Like, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> Get your money on Brighton to lose the next game. <laughs> I can't remember the play. Oh, the play in Notts Forest, I think. Nottingham Forest, sorry. Don't, don't lynch us. Um, <laughs> Get good odds on that. Well, I mean, if they can't beat them, they'll beat no one, but I'm sure they will. So. Uh, it's no easy task beating Nottingham Forest. Well, so, <laughs> so, some must some make it look easier than others, Si. <laughs> uh, yeah, Si, thoughts on the, thoughts on the game? <clears throat> uh, typical Brighton, really, isn't it? I mean, looking at the stats, at 73% possession, 21 shots, uh, Brentford seven, but difference is Brentford have got Ivan Tony playing for them. Um, like Dave said, I think they'll be all right because they they do play good football as we always say, and they'll, they'll be good enough that they'll win enough games and pick up enough points to, to not. I don't think be in any trouble. But um, yeah, it's, it's, I mean this this game, the, the stats. When you look at it, you think Brighton should have won it, but Brentford, I, I felt from what I saw. Never really looked in too much danger, and once they got the second goal, especially, I think it was pretty much done and dusted. Right, right, made a couple of decent saves. Um, and again, he had a stinker. yeah, he did. To be fair, he had a stinker against us, so he probably again sort of doubled his efforts to to make up for that, which is <laughs> fair enough. But uh, no, um, I don't think he could complain with the result. But I say not a good matchup for Brain. I don't think they do that well against the physical kind of teams. Um, Especially away from home. Yeah, they're a bit Arsenal-esque um, from a few years ago. You know, play on the eye, but they can they can be got it, as you say, in well, direct areas. But I think a game like that against an opposition, like a, you're going <coughs> to sort of get physical with you. That's where they're probably missing someone like Neil Mope, who is just like a little shit who will get stuck into teams like that. Well, him, but also Basuma. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, Caicedo is very good, um, probably a bit more progressive than Basuma, you know, better on the ball, um, but I don't think he's as physical. Um, 
there's not as much of a commanding presence in there, so probably a bigger miss. Um, and as you say, when you've got at least Mopey was a bit of a, a shithouse, um, Welbeck just kind of stands there smiling, looking at <laughs> zero in seven, whatever it is this season. <laughs> Big grin on his face, you know. <laughs> It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how much the manager's back in January um, in the window to see if he can bring anyone. Maybe he and his team can see maybe the striker. Um, but we shall see. Um, Benford, yeah, just hope to go over there. Let's move on to the Saturday games. Um, I'm very assumed neither of you have watched the say on the, the opening game. Leicester City, nil. Crystal Palace, nil. Um, any talking points, chaps? Dreadful, well, dreadful game I mean, of football. <coughs> probably the most entertaining thing that sort of came out from that game was um, Brendan Rodgers talking about the tropical conditions in Leicester <laughs> and how sweltering it was for the players, which I thought was odd. That's the sign of a man who's under pressure, though, isn't it? When you when you blame in the hot weather in <laughs> in, in mid October in <laughs> the Midlands. Like it's it's not a it's not a holiday at home, is it? Like no one's going to be booking the holidays to Leicester this time next year. Yeah, I mean, I, I was out playing golf on Saturday <laughs> afternoon and, and had to have my jacket on. You goodness me! <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, it was bizarre because uh, everything here suggests that Leicester would, you know, obviously beat Forest through the week four nil, and uh, you thought, well, you know, Madison's generally quite good at home against Leicester teams and. Southgate's there watching him and he played possibly the worst 90 minutes I've seen him play for a long time like he missed two or three great chances I don't know if it's been missed like there's one where it spooned so far off his foot I was like how on earth he managed to miss by that distance but he did and he compounded the whole afternoon by getting uh, a yellow card in injury time for diving um, which is his fifth of the season so now now they don't have him in this next round of games which again you kind of need them, don't you? When you're Leicester, <laughs> you haven't got many. You haven't got many James Madisons up your sleeve. So, um, I think, to be honest, I think that kind of sums up why he hasn't been picked by Southgate. Because every time he's had the chance in the squad, he does something stupid. I'm sure he's been. Did he go out to a casino one night when he was going to be yeah, on yeah. curfew or something? Yeah. Yeah. There's probably some of the misdemeanors as well. Um, yeah, a, I'm sure there was a few in a row, but it's not really like Grealish and Foden one night. During, it was during the COVID time as well, was it not? Was it not at a party? Oh, was that then, was it? I can't remember. It, was, it didn't sound like <coughs> greatest to me. <laughs> no, it must have, been, must have been another floppy head, man. <laughs> it's, uh, it's one of those where, like, you've got to, if you're going to do that, you've got to be reliable on the pitch. And, yeah. all right, Madison's very good when, when the going's good, and he, you know, he single-handedly battered Nuts Forest, Nottingham Forest, Christ. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, say they, they needed him badly um, this Saturday, and he was poor. And obviously, now they don't have him against Leeds. I think it is midweek, which is a huge game because as a quanto, Leeds are dropping like a stone as well. Um, and I've kind of assumed that would go with this at some point, but the weeks go by, it's looking less and less likely. Like the, the, the uh, I mean, it screams garden leave. I hope he's got a good assistant because he's going to be in charge sooner or later because they're kind of going like this. 
Yeah, that, 100%. I mean, I've, I've been calling for it to be sacked for about a year and a half, so... <laughs> <laughs> I, I really say I told you so. You, 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 want, you want him sacked when he was lifting the FA Cup? Like, it's not good enough. Should be the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fraud. A charlatan. Well, yes. And I, I stand by that all. Um, uh, yeah, Simon, anything to add on to this? No, I mean, it was, it was just an awful game of football. And, yeah, move on. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, right, up next we had Fulham 2, Bournemouth 2. So I think you do it again, Dave. Oh, he's the boy. He's the man. He's the man. He, he's, he's making a late run for the England squad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I know he's been a figure of fun, but uh, I do feel like he's, he's grown up a bit over the last year or so. Um, and oh, he's obviously far from being the Premier League's greatest striker, but I think he's <laughs> making the most of the assets he does have. Um, and obviously, you know, at Bournemouth, you've kind of, you're not going to get hundreds of chances every week. So I think uh, fair play to him for sticking by because he's had some dreadful runs in front of goal. Like, was it something like one goal in 30, maybe, if we've been kind? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, he's he's still relatively young. Um I don't think he's going to add to his one England cap anytime soon, but um, at the minute, he's part of a Bournemouth team that is not just like beating expectations, they're absolutely thrashing our expectations. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are they now? Seventh, eighth, do we say? Uh, tenth now. Tenth, ah, pathetic. Got them relegated. Um, <laughs> Unbeaten in the last six. Yeah, I mean. Level points for Liverpool, who just beat the champions. Well, I wonder how long it would take for that came up, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, Gary O'Neill is a genius for getting this squad to be anywhere other than twentieth for me. Like it's, it is the worst squad in the division on paper. Um, and he's, I don't think he's lost a game yet, has he, as manager? Uh, no, he hasn't. No, well, good for Gary O'Neill. I just didn't see it coming. Like I, I when when the sack Scott Park, I assumed um, that they'd have Sean Dyche in the hot seat by now. And I know obviously this this takeover is <laughs> is uh, is probably stopping that. But um, it's got the point now where would you appoint anyone else? <laughs> like <laughs> it's working, kind of. If it ain't broke, don't fix well, it. Well, that's it. I mean, I, I know we've seen loads of examples over the years of a caretaker manager getting the job full-time and being absolutely terrible. Um, <laughs> but for the time being, like, you'd, be, you'd be daft not to give him the job unless a really high-caliber manager come, is available. Now, I think we have different opinions on whether Sean Dyche is high-caliber or not, but I, I don't think he's what the Bournemouth need right now. Don't all jump in the defender at once. <laughs> I think you're right, I'm so shocked that you are. Yeah. When, I mean, you look at the sort of squad of players there. They're, they're not players that you think would suit like Deutsch's sort of style of management. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, see the point with that. I mean, I, I don't know this takeover. Like, is had they got much money behind them? Like, would, would they be able to do something in January? Because I think that would be a big thing for any potential managers coming in. Like, as you say, it's still on paper. It's not a great squad. But uh, Daniel's getting the best out of them at the moment. If you're a new manager looking to come in, 
you'd want some assurances that, that you can do some work in January. I tell you, I mean, you never really know what the motivation is for buying a club like Bournemouth, without being disrespectful, like from from this Las Vegas money man's point of view. You're buying a club with a tiny ground. Again, no disrespect, but it is relatively small. Um, and therefore, to really maximise any revenue, you're going to have to build a new ground, which is going to cost a fortune. Um, you've got a playing squad that's, well, surviving at the moment, but fundamentally will need quite a bit of investment to to be any good. Um, so we must either have deep pockets or just be in it to... To, to milk it for you know the Premier League the Premier League millions which you know aren't going to be around forever unless you do some of the above things so so I, I don't I don't really understand the whole motivation behind it but I'm sure they have a plan. Yeah, uh, you know I was just thinking about the, the takeover stuff in Biden. I never even thought of it. Like, what's your motivation to buy a cowboy Bournemouth? And it's 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 sad but true. It's kind of it's kind of strange. Um, I was just looking at the Bournemouth lineup and after talking about Solanke there and seeing Smith play left back, I got so excited, hoping it was the Smith they signed from. Oh at the no! Same time. Oh no! He's in the MLS now. Don't worry about him. Yes, I just, I just had to have a look. I was like, that's turning out pretty well. Eddie Howe's just been a genius. It's just taken like six years to come to fruition. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are we getting there? Well, he probably said Adam Smith as well, if it's any consolation. Yeah, I'm not giving him that. I, just, I was looking for the ones. <laughs> you got was it, I, I, Solanke and Smith all at one time for like £120 million. Where, uh, where is Jordan Ive now? Uh, I, I, he's, now I've seen something on Twitter not long ago. He was struggling like with mental health not long ago, I oh. believe. Um, well, I think he just dropped right down. Well, he's dropped right down and across to the Turkish Super yeah. League. That's it, yeah. And he's gone and silly, so, yeah. I had to remember... Oh, sorry. I apologise, it's not the Turkish Super League, it's the Turkish... Um, yeah, second, it's not that. It's the Turkish second... <laughs> the second tier of Turkish football. Uh, Adanaspor. And Sterling left for Man City. There was Liverpool fans telling us not to worry because I was better. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do love football fans' deludedness when, um, when players leave them and upset them. Um, one, one more point to add on to this. Though. Mitch will let you another goal. Might have been a penalty, but the, the goals are tallying up for them. Did you, did you watch Match of the Day for this game? Yeah, yeah. Did you enjoy Jonathan Pierce just continuing reminding us throughout the game that Mitrovic was not fully fit in his view? I was like, <laughs> ah, thanks for that. Like, just a constant reminder every time you got the ball. Here's Mitrovic. Oh, he doesn't look fully fit to me. I was like, <laughs> aye, all right. Robert was. Um, he scored his pen. I, I couldn't tell you anything more that he did. Um Kind of what the penalty was awarded for. Oh yes, because Jefferson Lerma decided just to, to wrestle him to the floor. Uh, yeah, that was. Uh, that's a good. I'm glad you brought up because I've just seen this clip. This might be the most idiotic piece of defending I've ever seen. And then I just keep to complain about being a foul. Doesn't actually even look at the ball. He just grabs him and throws it with the ground. It's ironic. It's the same penalty that Fulham conceded last week when Pereira decided to, after being warned three times to. Uh, to stop Craig Dawson, and then <laughs> they just got, well, got one back this week. But 
Yeah, stupidity from Lerma. Oh, so bad. Uh, Simon, we'll come to you next on this one. Rules one for us no. Um managerless rules still? There's not a mm-hmm. person in the have they? Yeah. Uh, it wasn't the classic, was it? <laughs> I mean, just from the highlights of Sword, but I mean, I don't, I don't think anyone was expecting this to be a great game of football. Um, I mean, Forest are awful. They're probably going to go down, and so that makes me even more depressed about the result of the week. Um, and then, <laughs> I mean, Wolves aren't much better, to be fair. They, I mean, I think they're the lowest scorers in the league. And you can see why when you watch them play, it's just, there's just there's very little cutting edge in the attack. And got got the win with a, a penalty that I'm not 100% sure should have been given myself. I thought it was, thought it was pretty harsh. But uh, they, they got the rub of the green and then got even more when uh, Johnson misses penalty. Forest, uh, two, two awful teams. Wolves is badly needed win for them. I think, yes, yeah, took them out the relegation zone by points, um, but I, I, I would still worry for them the way, they, for the season going on and it's the fact it's taken how many weeks is it now they've not been with the managers, like two, two or three weeks that's, that's that would be alarming, but you know it doesn't seem like many people are keen, I think I saw that they were talking to Nuno again and you know, it's never a good sign, I think when, when you're trying to get a manager back to the club it very rarely works out Yeah, I mean, was it Lobbert Lobotegi, um decided he didn't want to move to England, which probably the type of thing he should have decided before applying for the job, but anyway. Um, and now it's Nuno or Michael Beale, who is QPR's manager. I'd be surprised if he went. He's only, only went to QPR in the summer. Yeah, the same, he seems to be like the next... You know, there's always like a coach on the who's around, like, oh, he's, he's tell you what, he's a good coach. He'll make a good manager one day. He's the current... The current uh, Incumbent of that title. Um, I mean, obviously, he's done all right with QPR so far, but um, I'd be very surprised if Premier League club took a punt on him in that position. That's asking asking for trouble. But, I mean, I don't think going back for Espirito Santo or Nuno, whatever you want to call him, is is the way forward either, because he was pretty much like... He did really well, and he was pretty much booed out of there by the time he left. Like they were sick of him because <laughs> they were drab. They didn't score enough goals, and they've scored they've scored four goals this season in ten games. <laughs> so oh, what I hope what I hope is that the entire squad sing "Better the Devil You Know" by Kanye West or Steps, either way, uh, and that's uh, and welcome him back with a song and dance chorus. Is that too much to ask? I mean, I, I they, need to, they need it translated, though, wouldn't they, into Portuguese? Well, it might be better. It, it might be better in Portuguese. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's not dwell on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you, obviously, I'm, I'm assuming we're, we're all fairly confident that Forest are probably going to end up going down. They probably will, but they've got. So many players who you look at them and go, you know, they could be good, but like, they also don't have any idea what their best eleven is, and we're ten games into the season, um, yeah. and that's the problem when you have your transfer philosophy based on Noah's Ark, which is buying two for every position <laughs> and just and just hoping, hoping that it works out. Um, 
And I imagine Steve Cooper goes to bed at night and just tosses and turns over whether to play Nico Williams or Serge Aurier. And that's only right back. Like he's got he's got <laughs> he's got a real Sophie's choice in every position on the field, basically. I, I think do you know what's going to be massive for not for us? They need to try and not be too far adrift come the World Cup. Because if they can get their players that aren't in the World Cup at home and doing working stuff together and kind of coming up with a plan, they could hit the ground running when no one's expecting it. You know what they should do during the World Cup for those who don't go at the World Cup? They should um, bring back Big Brother, but just for Nottingham Forest and force <laughs> force the entire playing staff to live together under surveillance, I suppose, uh, and hope they get to know each other. And that's probably the only way to do it. Oh. I'd watch I'm not even going to lie oh the red button code would be off the chart it'd be oh what's going on Czech Yard is making a flan he's, he's... <laughs> oh dear oh dear um... we shouldn't record this late at night it's no good for anybody <laughs> I don't even know where to go with it I don't know. I, I think we'll move quickly off for us before this uh, <laughs> complete disarray. Um, last thing on Saturday, uh, I really is actually uh, normally a company car, but um, he's uh, abandoned us. Uh, we have Spurs two, um, Carl's Everton nil. Um, Harry came with a penalty and Hoiberg with the decisive goal. Uh, Spurs well deserving for the lead. Yeah, I'd say so. I, th- I thought they were pretty comfortable all, all the way through this game. Um, I mean, 21 shots to four from Everton. I think the only probably positive from Everton's point of view is in this fixture last season, they got absolutely annihilated, whereas this time 2-0 is fairly respectable. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's comfortable for Tottenham. I, th- I think the biggest talking point from this is the uh, penalty and our thoughts on that. I don't think it was a penalty. I think Kane's played for it completely, and I'm not even sure how much contact there was really. Um, certainly, he obviously instigates a lot of it as he always does. But it's I know, but like all the punters, like ah, it's, it's unquestionably a penalty. I'm like, well, I'm not sure it's unquestionable. <laughs> uh, I was. I mean, I wasn't surprised it was given because of who it was and the fact that fundamentally Pickford doesn't play the ball. But I think Kane is already on his way over and then make sure we collide with Pickford rather than the way around. Yeah, I, I think it probably just about a penalty, but it's one of those, if it gets given against you, you're absolutely furious about. But Pickford shouldn't have given him the opportunity well, of spinning that, the ball in the first place. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, I've got a little sympathy for him, but... Uh, also, hope he has a stink on Wednesday, so... Unlucky, Jordan. Um, it was a weird game, because like, the first half, Everton were terrified to cross halfway, but the two times they did, they had like one-on-ones, which they placed miles over the bar, but like they had the sort of the clearer chances, um, despite rarely having the ball. And then, I think Spurs were much better in the second half, and obviously deserved their win in the end, but... Um, you know, I think it was Anana had the clearest chance, just totally free one-on-one, and made a mess of it. Gray didn't do that much better with his, so um, what might have been for Everton, they would have hung on that 1-0 for 20 minutes or so and then lost anyway, but <laughs> yeah. um, Frank Lampard is he just like the big Sam regen 
Because that's, that's basically all he does, right? He's got his big defenders. He likes big defenders, right? So they defend. And then he's got his big striker, who's now back from injury. So that's you know a target to hit. And then he's got a big hold midfield player. But Lampard's seen this in him and says, you know what? Never mind this protecting the back fall arc. You get up front. You look after the knockdowns. And we'll use your physicality up there instead. <laughs> and it's it's basically just the big Sam way. Is it not just the Everton way? Well, me, well, maybe Steve, it is. Steve, Steve <coughs> boys incorporated it. Um, ah, I suppose. Uh, play football, it's like they got him out the door quite quickly. I mean, we said before, like he's obviously making the most of what he's got, but just it's just not very easy on the eye, is it? But then I suppose, from his point of view, when he first went in there, he tried to play yeah. reckless football. He's always tried to play, and, and it was not working. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a case of, I think, just making do with what you've got. Yeah, well, they are doing better than I thought they would be. And that's, well, say, that's saying something, they're 14th, but... I mean, they're generally quite hard to break down, which, again, wasn't an issue. As you said earlier, they shipped five in this game last season, so yeah. small steps in the right direction, I guess. Um, if they can beat the teams around them, they'll be all right. I mean, you know, Tottenham's not going to make or break this season, I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, club in the league, I suppose. 23 points from 10 games as well. Um, it seems really mad that Tottenham on the same point as Man City. <laughs> Yeah. Conte, it's not pretty, but it's effective. That's just his wig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, right. End of Saturday games, boys. Let's move on to Sunday. So sorry, sorry. Do you want to see on Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> Aston Villa nil, Chelsea two. Um, just do you know what? Just take it away. Um. Just really, really annoying again. Uh, to be, we actually started, I thought, quite brightly, and then going 1-0 down after six minutes. I mean, I don't want, really want to dwell on it. We, I know your thoughts on things, you know my thoughts on things. It, it was bad. It's like, <laughs> can't dress it up any other way. Like He, yeah, he, he, he got it wrong, and we were punished for it, but we reacted quite well from it. Well, I say for the sort of next 10, 15 minutes after that, I, I didn't think we were great. And then probably around the 25th minute, half an hour mark, we sort of got into a bit more. We hit, baby hit the bar. And then Kepper decided this was the day that he was going to turn his <laughs> booth on and pulled off a couple of unbelievable saves. The one from Jacob Ramsey was, I thought, was, was outstanding. And the, the Danny Ings one as well was just a great reaction save. And you sort of, you, you, you're going into half-time thinking, well, okay, you've done all right for 15, 20 minutes, but I, I, I never thought that we were going to keep that up. And then see, at half-time, Potter sort of realised that Cucurella was getting absolutely destroyed and it wasn't really working, made two subs, and it just negated any other threats that we were going to have in the game. And then obviously the second goal is a mistake from Martinez I, I don't really I, I never understand why keepers set up a wall 
then takes that step <laughs> over the wall. Like he, <laughs> he stood still. He just caught it. I mean, I'm sort of watching the highlights back and the commentators when he first win was saying, oh, what an amazing strike. It went in the sense of the fucking goal. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that impressive. Um, and then what's kind of really annoying afterwards is hearing so many sort of pundits and everything saying, oh, yeah, they really play really well for sort of 45, 60 minutes. I actually don't think we did. I, I literally think it was a 15, 20-minute period before half-time. But you're comparing it against our last three games <laughs> that have all been on Sky as well, which was so dire. Like, obviously, seeing two people make a run into the box looks impressive compared to what we've been watching. Some of the substitutions were really ours. Because Bailey was actually having quite a decent game and the front three were doing like reasonably well. He took took Bailey off, I think, for Brendia first, and then Coutinho came on not long after, and so we lost any width that we had. But the biggest thing that I still can't get my head around is why, with 15 minutes to go, he took Jacob Ramsey off for Dendonka. Was he just trying to hold on to that 2-0 defeat? Really hard. Really, really hard. And then the the crowd sort of started to turn as well in the last 10 minutes, and there were... There are a chance for Gerard out, and to be honest, I don't see him lasting too much longer. Hopefully, anyway. Well, he's he's ten, ten to one on to be the next Premier League manager to leave, which is fairly severe. Like, you don't normally get odds that heavy for that market. Um, obviously linked with the Pochettino rumours that one of the newspapers started this afternoon or tonight, whenever it was. Mm. Um, do you think that's a goal? I personally would be surprised to see Pochettino come to us, but you never know. Like, it's, I, I didn't think that uh, we'd sign Coutinho. You know, the owners are quite ambitious. It's not, it's not beyond the realms of possibility to sort of get a big name in like that. But I, I don't know. It's, it, it, I, I'd say I don't think it, it would happen. But if there was a chance, I would definitely go for it. And. I, I don't think Gerard. I'll be, I'm not sure if this time next week he'll still be manager. We've got Fulham away on Thursday and Brentford at home on Sunday. If we were to lose to Fulham, I do not see how they could possibly let him come into that stadium to manage that game because the atmosphere would just be so toxic. But it doesn't help himself as well. Like he's, after the game, he was talking about how you know he, he fronted up to, to criticism and stuff like that. Well, his cowardly little scuttle down the tunnel as soon as the final whistle that's not fronting up to me and yeah, I, I think the away fans turned a bit last week against Forest and then as it wasn't the whole grounds but there was a very audible chance of you know we won Gerard out in the last 10 minutes and I think when you lose the home fans as well it's it's difficult to see a way back yeah, there's a lot of rumours on Twitter at the moment of that the decision's been made and he's gone. But I can't see anything from Carroll, just a lot of, just from the usual Liverpool nonsense sort of um, <laughs> saying it. But, I mean, we'll see. Uh, on on the game, from the, the clips that I've seen, um, I, I thought... I mean, it was, a, it was an OK save to Kevin. I thought... I expected more from Ramsey just because of how well he can strike the ball. Mm. Save from Danny Ings is ridiculous. Um, 
And the other note I had was Liam Bailey, header from like six inches and puts over the bar. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was annoying. <laughs> and no, at the not, time, no. I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, like watching it in the ground going, oh, maybe the ball's just a bit too high, but no, he, he, he should have buried that. But also there was a chance in the first half as well when McGinn took the ball off someone on the byline. And he's got Danny Ings free in the six-yard box. Yes, think, and, yeah, and he goes for goal. It, and it's it's that it's just decision making time and time again is is really costing us. I mean, the that game yesterday, there's, there's sort of enough chances there that we, that we could have got something from it. Mm-hmm. And again, that's being used as you know, by some of the uh, pundits say, oh, you know, if we play like that against Fulham, that you know they'll get a result. Thing is, we won't though. We we played well. <laughs> it's, it's easy to raise a game against a better opposition like you're yeah. sort of naturally more motivated for it you know we played we did well against man city and got a result but then we were dreadful against southampton but somehow won but you know the Leeds and forest games were appalling and so it's it's as i say it's, it's easy to get to get yourself up for the big games but the fact is we've won four out of the last 21 games in the premier league and two of them were against teams that are now in the championship so yeah, yeah, not great. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. It's just we, we were staying off here. Obviously, the lack of tactical news um, on Gerard, um, the substitutions are damning. The, as you say, the donk up for Ramsey when you're two 0 down, protecting a two 0 down. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. It's, I, I just feel yeah, things are going to need to change because the way you're going. Whilst we keep saying the players are there. They're just not performing uh, near the level that uh, they need to be. Um, ultimately, regardless of 15-minute, 20-minute spells that you're saying you know you're playing well, and the fact that too many silly mistakes put you one 0 down. Because you lose, you have a few years lose an early goal almost every game, but nothing ever changes either. You know, there's never a reaction to the goals either. I mean, it's helped not to concede them, but uh, yeah, I mean, they're a big good place to start, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it's any consolation at all, if it's any consolation at all, uh, Norwich fans absolutely despise Dean Smith, so it's not that you could have been any better if you kept him. At least he was a likeable guy. Man there at the moment, isn't he? loves him. <laughs> I, you know what? For years, well, the last couple of years, I've been thinking, like, what, what is Ali's problem with Gerard? He was great. Do you know what? I think you might be onto something. Well, yeah. the always next year you'll be in the same opinion as Mings as me as well. I'm telling <laughs> you. The, the only good bit of news that's, that's come out of it in the last few days is Douglas Louise signing a new deal. So, you know, thank God for Alicia Lehman. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Uh... I thought you were going to say that just because you can keep Alicia Lehman. <laughs> Dougie Stain's not that great news. <laughs> The, the always reliable footy insider 247 says that Stephen Gerrard has been sacked. But do you believe footy insider 247? Not normally. No, well, well tell you what, they've got 84,500 followers, Ali. So. <laughs> that's about, that's 84,000 more than me, so... They're <laughs> 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 doing, doing something right. Um, I gave much to add on. I don't want any Simon's misery. Uh, no, I thought it was. I thought Kepa made about four saves in a minute, which was ridiculous. Um, and maybe some of them were offside. I can't remember now, but he still saved them. And it was very similar to last season when uh, 
you battered Chelsea and somehow didn't score and then <laughs> and then Lukaku took over and then left so <laughs> that, <laughs> that was his career um, no I mean it's, it's, it's obviously coming he's going to get sacked one of these days um, and I'm curious to see who comes in next because I read on Twitter earlier from a, a fan who said I don't care Tuchel or Pochettino I'm happy either way I'm like <laughs> alright <laughs> wonder what Sean Dyche is up to yeah. <laughs> a very good chance and Simon won't be won't be his chippy maybe asking for Gerard back soon um, <laughs> speaking of clubs in a mess though Dave Leeds United nil, Arsenal 1 um, Leeds are in three forwards they are but this was a chaos factor game wasn't it there was everything went absolutely everything happened here absolutely everything including the power cut after 30 seconds whatever it was <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean firstly Arsenal they wouldn't win this game normally it's it's so much so much click there it's horrible and weird but they you know the my boys as you call them um, <laughs> four, four points clear I know no, what's gonna? I mean, obviously they're gonna mess up at some point, but um, they just keep digging deep to win these games. I mean, they had a huge slice of luck here. I mean, Patrick Bamford screwing the penalty wide was. I think it's always. I mean, any striker who doesn't even hit the target from the penalty spot. I mean, it's just un- unforgivable, really, isn't it? Um, I said a few weeks ago that I just looked at Leeds and they look like a team that will get relegated. They've got a lot of a lot of players who you just. You know, they're just players. They're not like they don't have any sort of identity about them, do they? They just seem to run and get very angry all the time. Um, that's pretty much their, their their game plan, including the manager, who obviously shouldn't have to run, but he seems always quite mad. Um, is it Sinistera, the winner? He, he looks like a decent handful, but um, you know, Rodrigo Ross has hit for years. He's obviously started the season reasonably well, but still looks quite. Quite flimsy. Obviously, gave the ball away with a ludicrous crossfield ball here, <laughs> um, which Odegaard himself would have been quite proud of. But instead, just gave the game away. Basically, um, I don't understand. In the last minute, or whenever it was, when um, they gave a penalty and a red card because Gabriel kicked Bamford in the face, or whatever it was. Um, they then decided that because Bamford pushed Gabriel over first, it wasn't a penalty, right? Which I get, but surely he still kicked him in the face. Like surely he either did or he didn't. <laughs> I mean, he, he absolutely didn't. And Bamford has got previous for uh, for acting like that to get a player sent off. So you know, I, in, in any situation like that, I always would back the uh, the, op- the opposing player rather than Patrick well, Bamford's. He still got a yellow card for it, I think. So he obviously deemed him to have kicked him, but obviously not hard enough for a red card. Which I think he, he did sort of swing a leg out, but he, he made absolutely no contact. But from the, the way Bamford went down, it was like a, an extra from Platoon. But as I say, he's, he's done that before. I mean, I, I can't stand him, so I, I was delighted to see him miss that penalty. <laughs> Aye, well, I mean, the problem Bamford's got is that he... Have you seen The Little Mermaid? Or the concept of it? Uh, a long time ago. <laughs> uh, right, well, obviously, Ariel sells a voice for legs. Well, Bamford sold his ability for an England cap because ever since he got that, <laughs> ever since he got that cap, he has been atrocious or injured or both. 
Um, He's been back to the bank for before last season. Basically. He has. <laughs> yeah, his, his purple patch is, is well and truly over, but uh, you know he'll always have the, he'll always have that cap to look forward to. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I just think Leeds are blunt. I don't. I don't know what their game plan is. They don't seem to do an awful lot except run about and get angry. Um, am I being harsh, or is that how you see them? No, I'm with you on that. I, I think they're in trouble. I, I think they 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 were lucky. I think to have stayed up last season, and obviously they spent a bit of money in this summer. But sort of looking at them, I don't really see where that's gone and like where where there's any improvements. And like you say, they I think mean, that's six. Is that six games without a win now? I think. And yeah. They they just they don't really look like scoring. You know, Bamford obviously just sort of. I think his last goal was December last year. I know he's been injured for quite a bit of time as well, but you kind of I I would worry for them. And like I said, you sort of you look at the team and they still they've still got like Liam Cooper playing centre back. He's you know, it's been really he's a Championship defender. Um, so yeah, I'd I'd be concerned about them. Yeah, uh, I couldn't agree more. I just, as I say, three falls, what this um, Even as you say, Dave Ross, I've never seen a man so like downhearted at his team since um, the <laughs> last took over. And that was, that was before it all unraveled. He reminds me of a young me before, <laughs> before I had hope. <laughs> um, Arsenal. Uh, you're right. You know, it's, it's it's becoming scary. Arsenal might actually be the team, um, but I will say here and now, if you give me a choice of Arsenal win the league or City win the league, I'll take Arsenal all day long. Well, I mean, I think most neutrals would. To be honest, I mean, it's uh, obviously no clubs are universally like. Don't get us wrong. There'll be some people who would rather City won, um, but. In terms of making it interesting, aye, why not? I mean, they've got Southampton away next. They probably probably won't lose that, given the way Southampton are going on. Um, Nottingham Forest at home, they're not going to lose that. <laughs> um, and then Chelsea away uh, on the 6th of November is probably the next game you look at and you think, aye, maybe not. Yeah, they're not going to lose that. No. <laughs> so um, there's, a, there's a very real chance they'll go in the World Cup break top on the table. Yeah, it'll take something something drastic for them not to be top. Yeah, well, well, I think I heard them match the day as well last night. I'm sure, they said it's their best ever start to a season yes. in the top flight, which I was surprised. <coughs> about, really, but well, even when they're looking at it, they've won nine out of ten games. They probably should have won ten out of ten, really. You know, the last team to have won nine out of ten and not win the league. Newcastle. Arsenal. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, the time before that. Arsenal. <laughs> well, hang on. I mean, if this is if this is the best ever start, how how are they win now at ten twice? Exactly, but no, I didn't know it was the best ever start. I never said that. But the last time they won nine out of ten, they flew from nine out of ten. Um, they lost two thousand and four, two thousand and five. I believe one of the seasons where they lost to Chelsea, Mourinho Chelsea, and the other one was more recent than that. But I don't know who it would have been. Um, the one we got here, but uh, yeah, seen that on a little on a little clip. Mm, well, what do you think then? Are they serious contenders? Or are they going to fall away inevitably? 
I would still have concerns just in terms of the, the squad depth. You know, they, they, they don't have the depth that Man City have to cope with injuries and, and suspensions, but they may well just, you know, you may get, get lucky breaks and not have to, to deal with that. So it's, mm. it's hard to say. Like, well, at the moment, you have to say, obviously, they're, they're contenders, but you know, there's still like a fair bit to go. And the World Cup, as well, we say every week. That's it, the World Cup. Get off the bench, it's a podcast. <laughs> just pack it safe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, 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 I mean, go on, sorry. I was just going to... You, like you're asking me now, I still think City win the league fairly comfortably. I tend to agree, but honestly, like the longer this goes on, like you just think, well, it's one of those where like, obviously City are going to steamroll the majority of the opposition. Arsenal are going to beat the majority of, of, of the opposition based on what we've seen so far. Like there's so many naff teams um, <laughs> who the good sides are going to brush aside. Like it's. It's not impossible that Arsenal could beat everyone except Man City. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I just don't know. It's it's. I like them the way they're playing. Obviously, they've got a lot of young players. They, they play nice football. They aren't as soft centers used to be either. Um, you know, the the two centre halves can handle themselves now. There's no like Pascal Sagan in there being a, being a mess. You know, they're actually two <laughs> two, two two good centre halves. Um, party and Jack in front of that obviously can handle themselves. Yeah, it's 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 odd, very odd. Um, Surely he can't be too far away from just you know two fucking someone in the hip or something. Well, I know <laughs> in the hip. <laughs> Historically, that would happen, and it's due to happen any day now. But um, but but yeah, like the World Cup's a huge level for everybody this year because normally that December period where there's like a hundred games in a hundred days. Like the squads get crippled in Man City, are like, well, all right, we've got, we've we've got plenty in reserve. <laughs> um, there's none of that this time. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be the massive one. January, January is going to be huge this year to see how teams cope. And well, if you're Arsenal, you know, if you're in this position and you're Arsenal, right, you're going to get the Europa League group, which you pretty much already have, right? So. Forget about that. That's not really going to be much of a much of a factor for them. And then you're not going to you're not going to prioritise the cup. Say in this situation, you've got a chance to get back in there. Uh, you know my thoughts on that. I think the FA Cup should be been by every top team. Um, if you're going to if you want if you want a cup for the League Cup because it tends to be over over sooner. Um, but even the Europa League. Just keep playing kids. Like if you're Arsenal in this situation, when you've not really competed in, I feel twenty years. It's probably not that long, but um, it's, it's been a long time. They need to go almost pretty much put all their eggs into the into the league, surely. Like and the form they're on, as you say, if they can go into the the World Cup, you know, top of the table, four points clear. Is there going to be another better opportunity for them? I wouldn't have said so. I just think it's it's all fallen very nicely for them so far. Um, they've beaten Tottenham, they've beaten Liverpool. It's two of the top six. Mm. And they should have beaten yeah. Manu as well. Well, that's it. They, they, they played better than Manu for an hour, I would have said. And then yeah. it unravelled a little bit, but these things happen. 
Um, I don't know. It's it's a shame, really, that the game against Man City this week's been postponed because um, it would have been really good to see where they were at against a team like Man City, but that'll have to wait for the new year. By which point, Arsenal will be fifth, so that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got Marseille, I got Arsenal beat us, we beat Man City. It's, they would have, they would have waked before we went to it. It would have been easy. <laughs> <laughs> Things you love to see. Enough, it? <laughs> it's, it seems to be. Yeah. Um, right, we'll move. We'll move on from from that. Uh, Dave, um, Man United nil, Newcastle nil. Um, was this as drab as it sounds, or was it a an entertaining nil nil? The first half was relatively entertaining. Um, we certainly played much better in the first half. Um, had a multitude of chances, mostly from set pieces, but um, Joe Linton managing at the post and the bar. <laughs> It's something he couldn't do again if he tried, but uh, it's just a shame, really. It felt to, felt to him. Like, he, he needs to stick in between the two boxes. I think he should just be banned from... Well, that's it. I mean, you, you, look, at that, you look at that passage of play where he dribbled from like the halfway line, took on three or four of them, got fouled for the free kick, which Trippier plugs into the wall and then puts the cross in, which he hits heads against the bar. And then with you know the goalkeeper lying on the floor, he heads the rebound. Off the post. It's just a ridiculous turn of events. Um, sums up the, the good and bad of him, really. But um, no, I was I wasn't upset with the point. Um, we historically haven't done that well at Old Trafford, but it just felt different this time. We went and you know we we didn't. Not only if you come away if, if we come away from Old Trafford with the point, we've had to defend in huge numbers, and you know we've hacked ones off the line, and we've hung on for dear life. Um, was none of that really here? I know they had a late flurry. Um, Fred missed more or less an open goal and Rashford wasn't much better but um, we, we had our fair share of chances as well we should have had a penalty which I'm not really sure why it wasn't given to be honest with you <laughs> um, obviously the ref on the field didn't give it and then how the VARs decided it's not a penalty I'm really not certain and even Danny Murphy who is notoriously blind when it comes to Newcastle <laughs> to call it the worst decision of the weekend <laughs> so reason that what you will um, we haven't had the rub of the green with decisions most of the season which shouldn't really happen in the world of VAR but that's where we're at um, we've still only lost once we've been to Anfield we obviously lost in the 900th minute of uh, five added on <laughs> um, we've been to Old Trafford got a good got a good point now Um and we've played Man City, so we've not had the easiest of, of ten games, but I'm very happy to be sitting sixth. Um, it's a bit weird when you think we've only won three games, um, but we've only lost once, so hard to beat. Yes, I anything to add up the game? Yeah, just seen the highlights and pretty much agree what Dave said. I, I thought it was, the first half was relatively entertaining and Newcastle probably had the better of the chances in that. Obviously, the Jolinson ones that you spoke about there really should have stood one of those headers away. But And Man U didn't really offer an awful lot until the, the very end. And, you know, like you say, Fred and, and Rashford, either one of them, should, should have really put those chances away. 
Ronaldo is starting to, to look his age, I think, this season. He's, you know, just sort of plods about, really, and he didn't, was... look ha- didn't look happy coming off, which, you know, I don't know why, because he, he didn't do an awful lot of them. Well, I think he scored <laughs> that that uh, goal from, you know, when he thought he'd taken a free kick, and that was, that was an odd passage of play. Oh, I mean, he, he was looking very desperate, I thought, on Sunday, like... I mean, he had three goals disallowed for offside, but like in all cases, like the whistle long gone, <laughs> like to the point where they didn't even make highlights. But um, yeah, on that free kick, like it's obvious that we haven't taken the free kick. Why? Why would Pope just stand there and let him take the ball off him? <laughs> like Bruno Fernandez is a disgrace. Like he's he's he's, he's he was yeah, excellent when he first came to England, but now he basically man marks the ref and just. Talks to them all game, <laughs> chipping away. Um, and obviously after that goal, the entire team's around the ref. And obviously Ferguson was on the sideline, as always. He wouldn't, uh, he would never miss a game. Um, and it was like a hark back to the, the, the battle days where just the entire Man United team were, were pressuring the ref to make a decision. And it's just like this type of thing was outlawed a long time ago. How come it's, how come it's making its way back in? Manu, isn't that old Trafford? The rules don't apply there. Well, apparently not. I mean, we also saw it Anfield later on. Klopp having a go, and uh, <laughs> he, well, at least he got a straight red for it. But um, hopefully, Man United pick up a charge for uh, for that because they were absolutely, as I say, they were desperate. They they didn't play well. They were struggling to make much against us. Um, so they revert to their old ways, which is trying to bollock officials into making. Making decisions go their way. Mm. It's a shame, but it's also not a surprise. Yeah, um, I was actually disappointed by the, the result. I really had high hopes of Newcastle taking something out of this game. Um, as you say, you're pleased to take a point at Old Trafford, even though it's not the United Old, it still just shows how far the far years have come. Um, right, Ralph Southampton, a one-all draw with West Ham here. Um, Sai, much to to report in here. Um, yeah, I'll be honest. I've literally just seen the goals from this game. <laughs> After you know, coming back from the Villa game last night watch a match of the day I, I wasn't really in the mood to watch an awful lot of stuff and when this game came on I thought I'm no I'll, I'll watch the goals and then I'm turning it off and I'm going to bed <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a, a lovely goal from Declan Rice to be fair that, but that's that's all I can offer on this I imagine the 1-1 was as thrilling as it sounds hey, Dave much more from yourself well in my notes I wrote down Skamaka looks good he hit a shot that was Blistering, but went wide. Um, West Ham had 25 shots on goal. Four of which were on target, so... <laughs> maybe wasn't that good. Um, Bella Kotchap, so that was a decent German defender. Um, he went off with... Looks like a dislocated shoulder, I think they said. Um, if he's out for any good period of time, these are not in a good way. Um, they... They're just not very good. Um, I don't think they're going to pull up many trees this season. They're already in the bottom three. Um, 
the goal they scored, I mean, firstly, I don't really blame the ref because like, he can't possibly foresee Bowen spooning a clearance. To, or was it Bowen? Or, anyway, whoever it was, spooned a clearance badly. Um, and all of a sudden he becomes in the way. He can't possibly foresee that, that happening. Um, secondly, if Bowen's that bothered, he should just wipe him out and deal with the consequences <laughs> afterwards. Um, and then obviously a massive deflection takes it in. So it's a bit of a, a double whammy for West Ham. Um, but it's the type of goal that like relegation threatened teams get where it's just like they haven't really earned it. It's just kind of like a long range shot that's taken a massive deflection, haven't landed them fortuitously. Um, I look at Southampton's team, I just think they will get relegated. Um, now, old Ralphie somehow seems to find a way to get themselves out of trouble. Um, I just don't see it in this team at the minute. There's just so little going on for them. Um, even Ward Prowse doesn't seem to be at his absolute best at the minute. Um, then again, he's got very little to work with. So, <laughs> uh, what, I, what I do applaud is that they have got Walker Peters, Bella Kotchap, Coletta Carr, Ward Prowse, Maitland Niles. Um, they've gone both barrels. Well, I think they, they charge by the letter in the printing shops, don't they, when you get names on the back of the shirt? So <laughs> it's a nice little money-making scheme for them. Well, that's that's, I can, that's all it can be. Like, uh, there's, an, oh, there's no need to collect that many door-barrelled names, surely. There's got to be a couple more they can get. That's what it is. Oh, absolutely, no doubt. They're, they're going for 11. See if they can get a full-team double-barrelled name. Nice to see Ainsley Mitt and Niles are still alive, though. I'll be honest, I had no idea that he, that he was at Southampton until I just looked up the line. I'm not certain. He was 100% certain, to be quite honest with you. Like He <laughs> he hasn't been seen for a while, but <laughs> there he was. Um, right, not much more to add on that. It'll just be the, the one last uneventful game. Uh, we <laughs> have these talking points then, boys. Um... Uh, Liverpool won City nil. Um, I mean, where do you want to go with this? The, <laughs> the awful officiating throughout the game, um, the disallowed goal, the the goal, the sending off the clock. <laughs> where are we starting here? I don't think the officiating was, was that bad during the game. I mean, it, well, it just gave nothing like for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I wasn't saying one side or the other. I mean, I don't know. I mean, would you rather see a lot of stop and start, or would you like to see it go a bit like it did? Because I know it's a new to what I'm what I'm favouring. Um, yes, which now, is fair, I, and I appreciate it came back to bite him in the arse because he then didn't give a foul, which obviously he then had to take back. But that's kind of, that's kind of what VAR is there for. Yeah, I'm I'm very happy for, for referees to ref games like that. If, if you're going to get an entertaining game like that, so from a neutral point of view, it's brilliant to watch. I think he uh, he took them a little bit with some of the decisions he didn't give. Like, obviously, the Salah one fundamentally ended up with Klopp getting sent off because it was so ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but, it was, as I say, it was, it was fairly consistent throughout where he just gave... Nothing for either team. Um, 
I think it was the right decision to allow the goal, um, possibly on both counts. Um, if he hadn't given the foul against Fabinho, I'm fairly certain Haaland sort of battered it out of Alisson's hands once he had it. Think it was fair, Si, or would you? Um, I, I think the, the foul on Fabinho, you, you can't really argue against that. He, he he's pulled him down by you know by the shirt. So I think that was right. Had they let that go though. I would have then allowed it because I didn't think there was anything. I thought he was entitled to go for the challenge of Alisson. I don't think he had control of the ball, but the rules don't say that that necessarily has to. You just have to have a hand on it, don't you? And yeah, so, well, we saw this with uh, with Casper Schmeichel last season, didn't we, where he had his hand on the ball. And I'm still yeah. not certain. I mean, I know we went through That's this at the time. But that, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's one of those rules with, like, I for years I was always like, well, one hand on the ball isn't having the ball. Um, yeah. But it turns out that it is. <laughs> we, yeah, we were wrong I mean, it, all along. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I suppose like with, with this one, it, it's kind of irrelevant because it, it was a clear foul on, on Fabinho. But, yeah. I mean, it can't... Other than that, though, it's, I, I don't really remember. So I only saw sort of like the last half an hour and then sort of watched the highlights. I don't really remember Sissy having an awful lot of really proper clear-cut chances, unless there's something I've completely forgotten mm, about. Not really. There was a few Haaland headers. Um, there was Haaland, one... Haaland got a good zero at Allison. Oh, yes, on the on the turn. That one, they hit it. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, sort of back across really. himself. Yeah. Yeah. That's there was one in the first half where he tried to lob him. Um, Allison saved it quite easily, but like, some of these... I think that like the flag goes up late, and you think, well, do you still count that as a good chance or not? I, I can't remember if that was one of them or not, but um, I thought City ran out of ideas very quickly, um, and I also think that once again in a big game, Guardiola out outthought himself. Yep. And just what 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 was this like? We'll play three centre backs, and we'll play Cancelo like in the corner flag at the opposite side, like really, really, really high up. That'll be fine. Um, and then we'll play Foden just on the on the left generally, and then everyone else in the middle. Got it right, good. And I was like, why would you mess around with this with a formation that is being as free flowing and as successful as it, as it has been? I just don't get it. Why does he do this to himself? It doesn't make any sense. I mean, especially with Liverpool haven't been in the form that they've been in going into the game. You know, you, you just think you, you normally you play four three three every week and, and you batter pretty much everyone. So why not why not stick with that? It's, yeah, very very odd, very odd decision. Do, do you know what I really think is hampering Pep more than his own brain is not having Kyle Walker, <laughs> not being able to go just gung ho because they know they've got Kyle Walker's pace. Because most Mo Salah no. doesn't doesn't get both those chances as as easy. Um, of Kyle Walker's at the back um, but he turns Aki with ridiculous ease in the first one uh, that he obviously that Ederson saves um, but there was no corner and then the, what, he, what he does to Cancelo again and just no one in that back line is catching whereas when Walker's playing they can really play with that I'm not saying reckless abandon but like Liverpool had done for the last couple of years when they've got Van Dijk, just knowing that that, that pace is there. Uh, mm. I mean, different kind of pace, obviously, but 
Walker's track back pace is, is literally the only reason he's a footballer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I stand by that. He's, he's a very average footballer with incredible athleticism. Um, and that has saved City. And, and I've said it, I think he's been their best player. Or most, not best player, sorry, I take that. But obviously, he's definitely not their best player. He's been their most important player for the last couple of seasons. That's maybe a fair point. I think his, his recovery pace obviously makes a huge difference when you defend on the halfway line, like they do. Yeah. Um, I was really impressed with Salah. Obviously, I mean, it's not exactly an unknown quantity, but he's been poor by his standards this season, I think. Um, and funny enough, scoring a hat-trick in six minutes against Rangers seems to give him his mojo back, and he was he was absolutely electric here. Um, I was good at seeing him play for a long time. Yeah, yeah. from the start. I mean, quite early on, he sort of went on that little run, similar to the one where he got a goal last season. Yeah. you could just, you, like you could just tell from that moment that even though the, you know he didn't come to anything, he just went to a corner. But he saw sort of, he had he had that sort of look about him where he was like angry almost and like like sort of yes. thinking, Do you know, yeah. what? I've had I've had a lot of criticism this season. I'm going to show you just how good I'm. You know, people forget very quickly about. You know, how good certain players can be. He's had okay, not a great start to the season, but it's what nine games. You, you don't lose. You, know, you don't become a bad player <laughs> overnight. And he's been one of the best was, players in world football for the last five years. It was almost like not isolating him on the right wing all on his own. Um, mm. It was a very good decision. Yeah, I mean that's, that's it. I mean where, where Guardiola got it wrong, Klopp got it entirely right. Um, yes. And that was ultimately the difference, to be honest. I mean, once. Uh, I tell you, I tell you what, though, how good was Joe Gomez? Not that oh. like, obviously what to do, but he, he looked like the player pre-knee injury in this game. Just made you remember how, how good he Yeah, I, I like Gomez. I think he's a yes. really good defender. He's just one of those really unlucky players that gets crippled with long-term injuries. Yeah, that's it. it's, not, it's not like you're picking up like, like a Johnny Woodgate where he gets hamstring injuries every week. He just gets no, like <laughs> legs broken. and it's, uh, it's yeah. just, it's, a, it's, it's not injury-prone, is it? It's just unfortunate. But, uh, yeah, I had it, really hoped that Villa were going to sign him in, in the summer. There was massive talks, wasn't there, Simon? Yeah, there was, really yeah. I had massive hopes that <coughs> yourself, or even you, Dave, as well, when there was... I just thought he would be perfect for a team like, you know, to get regular minutes, even a loan, like a year loan, um, because I still didn't trust Klopp to give him regular game time, especially once Kanati comes back, Matip comes back, um, I feel yeah. like he'll just be pushed aside again. Mm, maybe, but the problem is, like, this season you haven't really been as good defensively, and if he's putting performers like that and keeping clean sheets, then it's going to be very hard to break that up. Um, yeah. I suppose, well, Anna, the, the other side of it is, of course, you're competing twice a week, basically, in yes, Premier yes. League and Champions League. Um, I mean, after a rocky start, Champions League group, you're going to be fine now. Um, because Ajax seem incapable of defending anymore, so you're <laughs> fairly certain you'll knock them out. But, um, yeah, Gomez, as well, though, as well, from an England point of view, would looking desperately short to send the horse who were in form and he could be timing time his run <laughs> ideally. It's not a bad shout. So yeah, you know, I, I was impressed with yesterday. Um, Harvey Elliott, I thought he had a really good game. Yeah, uh, the only thing that annoys me about him is that he, he just uh, 
it takes one touch too many at the minute. Like when he gets that space to have a shot or put across, and he just seems to be a little bit hesitant sometimes. Um, there's yeah. a few a few opportunities where he just didn't quite do it quick enough. Um, but his overall player is excellent for someone who's what was he 19, 20? 19, yeah, 19, and missed almost almost a season really mm. as well. Yeah. Um, what, yeah. uh, what's your thoughts on Nunes, Darwin Nunes? Rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Jory's very much still out. Uh, yeah, that's that's how I feel. Um, I feel one minute you look at him and he looks world class, and the other times he looks like a league player. Um, and I'm still not sure. I he mean, not the ball. how he didn't uh, pass it. How he didn't pass it. Either, either of his pals on that one is ridiculous. <laughs> like. It was a three-on-one. Like, it was pathetic. Yeah. And then the one, two minutes later, he does absolute brilliant. He almost yeah. squared it to Trent, which would have been <laughs> fitting for Trent to score after the couple of weeks yeah. he had <laughs> um, in that game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I just, uh, it was a, a fun experiment. Do you know my thing? You know when we were speaking about Salah earlier? You know my favourite thing about Salah? You know when he scores a good goal against in a big game? I, I love his celebration. Mm-hmm. He just looks straight in like, no, I'm the man. Like, how dare you doubt me? There's almost like a, he's got so much self-belief in him as well, um, along with the anger. I just, I don't know, I just, there's something about it that I love. Well, I hope for his sake he follows it up with a big game against West Ham, I think it is, on Wednesday night. Um, he, as we said earlier, hasn't been great this season. Um Obviously, this was his best game by a long way. Um, and it'd be nice to see him do it again on Wednesday just to prove that he's back to his best and not just saving for the big games because he's fundamentally won you a lot of points over the years against fairly average opposition um, yeah. just just yeah. by you know being a step quicker than everybody else. Um, so let's see if he's backed completely. Oh, West Ham on Wednesday. Yeah. Hmm, didn't even know those midweek games this week. Oh, it's all happening, Ali. Full, yeah, full programme. Oh. Oh. So, one thing, an interesting thing I saw over the weekend as well as on Man City, the three games that they've dropped points in this season, Jack Grealish hasn't played a single minute in any of those games. Reading to that what you will. <coughs> well, I, thought... I also seen a stat where they're true or not that I shared with you is that Alisson has more assists in the Premier League than Jack Grealish. So again, read it that what you will. <laughs> <laughs> I was amazed he didn't bring Grealish on to run at Milner. Yeah, very strange. Like, because the, the Foden one didn't work. Like, I know he's got the disallowed goal, but Milner had a very comfortable game. Well, it's just standard Pep where he bitched and moaned wanting five subs for <laughs> for so long. But fundamentally what he means is he wants five subs when he's winning so he can rotate the squad. When he's yeah. getting beat, he never uses them all. Yeah. Um, Go, going back slightly to your game, Simon. Um, like, oh, I <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not going to talk about the game. Um, and, another, and another fellow podcast. I just wanted to bring it up to you because I've never actually noticed it. But do you think Gerard understands how the five rule, five substitutions work? No, and I we was funny. We were saying this in in, in the ground. Like he did it against Forest as well. Yeah, he brought, he uh, brought uh, Ings on, and then a minute later brought Archer on. <laughs> And then yeah. he did the, the same thing yesterday, and I was thinking, like, two you can bring two apart. people on at the same time and save a sub, you idiot. I don't think he knows that. 
I just, as soon as I heard it, and I, I fought back to the, the, the it wasn't, I didn't know it was Forrest, but I fought back to the game the other week when they were talking about it as well. I'm like, do you genuinely believe he does that actually? Know yeah, I've, I've noticed it as well, and, and I've questioned, like, does he understand it? Because he was one of the managers that was all for, he, he was voting for it, so, ah. <laughs> oh, excellent. Um, well, that brings us to the end of the games. Any Any points to bring up for the fixtures that we've had or even any anything for the ones coming up anything to look out for probably probably an awful lot of rotation I don't think uh, three games in a week's great for a lot of teams at the minute but it is what it is um, our highlight fixtures are probably Man United Tottenham um, that's Wednesday night uh, so are you at Fulham on Thursday just be excited yep. about that I can't, can't wait. I mean, all I'm going to say is I'll put Mitrovic into my fantasy team to play. Probably, probably a good idea. <laughs> we were at home to Evan. Uh, Lampard. Is this the first classical with you and Carl? Since he's <laughs> it probably is. Um, I'll be there in attendance for the first time oh. this, this season, I think. So that's exciting for me. Under the lights. Under the lights. Yeah. Um, Brentford-Chelsea. Always a I say always, sometimes, a tussle, I don't know. Leicester leaves no no then, on, on Thursday. <sighs> I mean, <laughs> I'm going to bet on a red card to be shown in that game, because <laughs> they've all got, they've got their fair share of idiots on both teams, like it's only a matter of time, surely, before someone gets sent off. I don't think it'll be a classic game anyway. No, yeah. but Thursday, 8.15... Why Thursday and why day fifteen? I don't know, but I can't. I can't <laughs> wait to watch it. <laughs> yeah, um, you might be one of the very few days, so um, you can report <laughs> back to us next week on that one. Um, right, enough of the game talk. Let's go to the nonsense that is the team of the Premier League era. Um, we <sighs> voted winners <coughs> two weeks. And the winner at left, mid, left wing is Thierry Henry, which is fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. And right wing, somehow, Andre Kinchelskis. Um, <sighs> makes it into the team. Um, I'm not sure there's a point continuing. Um, but <laughs> since there is only one, one position each uh, left, let's go with the number nine, with the striker. Um... I will give you Carlos first, and he has chosen Wayne Rooney. Um, I mean, Dave will come to you next, because I'm guessing you're going to be the most obvious for anyone listening. Yes, I'm voting for the Premier League's all-time leading goal scorer, Alan Shearer. I look forward <laughs> to him receiving 1% of the vote. <laughs> um, yep, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's no point arguing against that. I mean... For me, it's only him or one other who should possibly even be in contention for this. Hey, Simon, who's your vote? Well, there's no really point in doing it because it's surely got to be Shearer. And I was half tempted after Conchalsi's getting into throwing a protest vote and going for Jordan <laughs> Barry, but um, I'll go Sergio Aguero. Yeah, see, to me, those are the only two that can come into contention. Uh, I mean, Shearer's got the numbers 100%. I'm not even doubting it, Dave. Um, 
for me since like proper watching Aguero since Shearer has been the best number nine to play in this in this league. Um, numbers are scary performances every year, so it should come down to those two. Um, I have absolutely no doubt that none of them will um, get one. Um, I am going to go. It doesn't deserve to be in it purely on the basis the longevity isn't isn't there. Um, but for the years we had them, oh, just ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. So I'm going to pick uh, Luis Suarez. Um, there's just not been a performer better in games that I have went to live than what we've seen in 13-14 and 12-13. Yeah, um, those those two seasons were just ridiculous. And also what he went on to do elsewhere. But I, I just didn't see the point of picking anyone else other than Aguero <laughs> and, and Shearer. <laughs> I thought Andy Cole or Fowler might have, might have been in there, but... Uh, yeah, I Cole would never get a vote for me. I'm never picking one of that lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Fowler one. Um, I just don't want to pick. Fowler not going to get any votes. I'm sick of it. <laughs> it's not. Good <laughs> see, 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 you voted for the racist biter instead. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Twitter's like. I guarantee. You <laughs> <laughs> Um, the fact Steve McManaman got zero votes, and let's be fair, we all know that is purely down to his commentating, and I have nothing to say against that. Sadio <laughs> um, Mane got zero votes. Um, oh, second in the Ballon d'Or, though, but no votes at yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> no, none. I still can't believe people actually voted for Eden Hazard. Um, just shocking. Um, but I think Henri winning with 77% might be the highest win. Um, oh, that's something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's some sense um, out there. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I mean, Andre's got to do heavy, heavy lifting in this team anyway. So, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. So, what? So, I mean, what is our team? We have Schmeichel, Neville, Terry, and Woodgate. Paul, Vieira, Gerard, De Bruyne, Kuchelskis. Kuchelskis and Terry Henry. Um, yeah, it's um, it's, it's something. It'll have to be an all-out attack down the left wing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, boys, that brings us to the end of tonight's pod. I will not keep you any longer. Uh, si, if you can let everyone know where they can find you. Uh, so on Twitter, it's at Si Regan, and for depressed fans who want to hear other depressed <laughs> fans talk, the Holtcast podcast and the website 7500stoholt.com. Um, not just the press fellow fans, I can promise you, if you're <laughs> just, feeling, just want cheered up about football, about your own club, listen to our fellow podcast. They are fantastic. And they'll do it. <laughs> um, Dave, for yourself. Yeah, on Twitter, I am at cm9798 and the website is cm9798.co.uk. We are Man in the Post. You can find us at Man in the Post on all your social media platforms. Um, where you will get two podcasts a week. Um, usually, usually I sit on Monday morning, but obviously with the games maybe the same next week, maybe Tuesday. Just with all the fixtures, trying to get it all in. Um, and Chris Nagan will be back during the week to speak about all the midweek fixtures. Um, so thank you very much at home for listening. 
thank you to you gentlemen for joining me thank you thank you and always remember keep your mind on the post